0: Just great to be back, Heather. Another Aquarius episode for another week in Aquarius. Yes. Uh, I am just, I'm loving this time. Heather, I've also been on um, sort of a little like a space kick. Mm. Ooh. I've I've just been having fun with like space. Um, And the reality is, is that I actually watched True Detective season one oh, for the yeah. first time ever in my life. I've never watched it. I've always known it's, like, the thing to watch, and they just put out a new True Detective season. So I was like, i kind of watched watch the first season just to sort of, like, get a little taste. Ended up devouring it in two days, like, three days. It was so good. Matthew McConaughey is so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love him, I think.
1: <laughs> he's funny. Uh, What's he's, his sign? Because he's, he's, like,
0: uh, wacky. Just... Looked it up. He's a Scorpio. Oh, he's a Scorpio. Makes sense. He's Virgo so- moon.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Gemini rising. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. I remember kind of when funny. he was doing press. Sorry, not he was doing press no, for his book that came out recently. Um, on Watch It Happens live, and like they were reading some of it, and I was like, this dude is like giving sagittarius philosophical or something in a way i didn't expect but scorpio actually makes a lot of sense right and he has that He's draw wacky. and that, that sort of like that, sexy right. like yeah
0: god he is so hot but in a weird
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And know oh, it's weird right but with that and then that's why it you know this season is set in louisiana so it really the character works for him the whole thing works for him but then it made me the whole my whole point to that was that it made me want to watch Interstellar because I also just like oh, haven't yeah. seen it in a while. And I was like in the mood for something a little trippy. Yeah. A little fun, a little out there. It was free on Prime. I watched it. Nice. Um, and then loved it again. Cried. Had have some critiques. I think the last time I saw it was like truly in theaters when it came out. Anyways. But then uh, Apollo 13. Then I was, you know, now I'm getting the advertisements. Now they're like, this girl loves space. She loves NASA. She's Apollo smart.
1: 13, I think <laughs> I love that movie. That's the one with um, uh,
0: Tom sure is. Hanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that movie's
1: fucking amazing.
0: And Kevin Bacon. And oh no, I forget his name. He's in like everything. He recently passed away, he's in oh, Twister. Shit. Oh, that's going to drive me nuts. Um, Alex Nightingale will tell us. But yes, Apollo 13, based on the true story. Right. Where they, it was They the, go to space. It's the, like the biggest su- successful failure, I think is what they call it. Um, or the, yeah, because the, the whole point was Apollo 13 was going to go to the moon. It was going to be like the third third one to do it. But then they didn't even get that far because of an issue. Yeah. Um, with some engine stuff, right, I forget. Right. Then they have to like detach from their spacecraft. Yeah, oh, so intense. And this was all right, and it was all real. Like this really happened, and then they had to. Basically manually fly in. They had in order to detach to like save themselves as best they could. They had to detach from their spacecraft. I'm not explaining any of this. Well, they have to like manually get into a specific orbit so that they could come back. Yeah. And they have to like hit Earth's atmosphere at a certain speed and velocity and like, you know, so that they don't just like ricochet off the atmosphere. And also there was the whole issue of the like heat protectant shield or the heat shield or whatever could burn up in right, the middle of them right. coming through the atmosphere god and it is like ugh. it's a crazy crazy story and the movie is so fun if you haven't seen it folks i highly recommend it but again my whole point to this was right before they like um right before they like disconnect i the the ship they come on or, or like the it was called the aquarius
1: it right,
0: point to and they like when they're detaching from the Aquarius. I think they're even like, "Thank you, Aquarius, for your like for your service." And um, it just made me think a lot too about the connection of like the symbolism of like um, the Aquarius. Like again, they the whole destination right was the moon,
1: yeah, where we've
0: already been to. But then it's like that wasn't their destination like the symbolism of like the but it was a huge it's still to this day one of NASA's like it's still a huge success story because right. the the way that they successfully came came home yeah. is what this you know it's like the failure was no longer the worry it was like right. getting those three those three boys home those three men home and the symbolism too of like Uh, the camaraderie that had to happen the the innovation and the like quick on your feet creativity teamwork yeah (laughs) I'm getting teary-eyed um it was just so funny and as I was watching that I was just like and it was like I was just having a lot of fun with it and uh the symbolism like behind that and how yeah again it's like every great story every great movie Um, not to say that the final destination of it all isn't worth it and isn't still important in the end, but like when you're watching even a movie like that or when you're even experiencing an experience like that, like let's say like a road trip with friends. I feel like, yeah, like we take a road trip out to Joshua Tree for the weekend, right? But my big, big core memories are maybe probably a lot of moments that happened on the road trip itself. It's the climb. Like the, right? I was going to say the Miley Cyrus like... It's not always about getting to the top. It's about the in-between. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think so much of life sometimes, we as humans, right? Me specifically as a Pisces, can sometimes do this big scale out of like yeah, what you want for the end of life, like how you want to, the things you want to have accomplished on like, you know, when you're on your deathbed maybe, but it's like, that's not the living part, right? Yeah, like yeah. the, it's all the mundane little in between Mm -hmm. intricacies that make it all matter too yeah I don't know I just thought that was a really beautiful thing
1: that I love that movie I love that you're bringing this up I love that it was called Aquarius
0: I know that the space yeah that's what it because I was like I thought it was Apollo (laughs) right yeah Uh, I think the mission (laughs) oh no I just watched the movie too is the mission I think the mission is named the Apollo, but the ship, they were like the spacecraft, that is sense. Pl- whatever. Yeah. The Aquarius, I could that totally be sense. wrong. Alex um, will let us know. Yeah.
1: Going off of what you were just saying about like, um, it's the climb enjoying like the moments even. Yeah. I, 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 humans need crisis in order to feel satisfied at the end of the day also. But, mm-hmm. um, did I tell you that I'm reading the power of now, uh, by Eckhart Tolle. You've read that, right? I, I'm reading it now. Um, Yes,
0: yes, yes. The Power of Now.
1: And I'm reading my... It's my grandpa's book. um, And he just passed away like two years ago he's a scorpio and he has i was always so impressed by his library and he had lots of books Mm. on space and like extraterrestrial shit and past lives and soul stuff and um so this is his book and he like highlighted so much of it and it feels like i'm like reading it with him and it's really cool but um but yeah also trying to practice the there are no problems in the present moment, you know? It's it's Damn, right? Uh but then I'm also Me like on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Uh. But then you're also like in the present moment, my bank account isn't what I want it to be, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> or I'm like, clearly Eckhart told never had to deal with PMS cramps. Right. Because that'll take you, that'll take you right out of a meditation. I'll tell you what, <gasps> um, no, but you're so right. Just the basic, the, uh, the reason I do love the power of now, um, another thing I do highly recommend that book for a lot of readers is just the, yes, the idea of, it's like a crazy thing to think that um, we have to be taught this. I think I now um, like it, it almost it does. It's like upsetting to me on so many levels that we as human beings have to be taught how to be present. And I'm not trying to shit on. I'm not trying to shit on humanity with that one like as h- look at how far we've come in society look at how far we've developed we've almost like the generation being born now you are almost taught that like if something is boring it's wrong yeah and I think that is because we're so we're over overstimulated world- I mean we are so overstimulated like computers are attached to our hips and our fingertips when we need them like the internet like this was something we talked a little bit about i'm not trying to keep sounding preachy I know, on the I, podcast like i i'm worried we sound like a couple of boomers but i think this is so much of what um our generations are really talking about and we're really seeing in real time why are we having to be taught how to be present mm-hmm. it's because like even in the present moment we have a distraction or we have something else that's not quite keeping us present it's like we almost everything has been developed to keep us not present, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think that's like necessarily the consumer's fault. It's like the way you know our society has developed and the way it's working now, and I love that book because it is such a the like truly bare basics of like how, where do you start in order to be like truly present and in the moment, mm-hmm. like the like the stripping it down of like who am I and where am I right yeah. now? yeah, what am I doing? yeah, like what like just even the basics of like getting into your head in a present place. Yeah. Not just being to think conscious of, of what you're yeah, doing
1: and yeah,
0: I apply it all the time ever since reading that book. Yeah, it's no. really helped me like to ground in the moment. Totally. And, like, then that opens me up to like, okay, now I'm going to breathe deep yeah. and now I'm going to, you know, like, and I started doing that on the train a lot after I read it. Yeah.
1: Just
0: sort of bring me, cause the train is someplace where I can, you know, you're just really trying to tune out until you get home. Yeah. Um, but, like, um, I make a point, too, if my train's ever going over, like, anything specifically, one of the main routes that I take, um, I get a great shot of, like, the financial district of New York City uh, and all that. And um, I always try to make a point to, like, pause my music or put my book yeah. down or something and just, like, have a have a Eckhart Tolle power of now moment.
1: I love that. oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you can. Yeah, I think and that And then someone vomits next to me and I gotta put the headphones back on and <laughs> just kidding. Right. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's really hard on the subway. Jeez. It's hard to be present. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, no, like, it is. Just, it is. There's
0: so much commotion all the time. There really is. But that's amazing, Heather. I'm glad you're reading that.
1: Listeners. And Eckhart Tolle is an Aquarius. <laughs> and ah. uh Taurus Moon like me, actually. But I regardless. Wow. And he is an extremist. He's like, I would never have more than one glass of alcohol ever. Like that would be make me uncomfortable. I'm like, all right. Um but yeah, I I feel like that is gonna be such a um Pluto and Aquarius theme is, like, coming back mm-hmm. to, like, presence and consciousness. And I just went to the Philosophical Research Society for the first time. I just learned that that exists in Los Feliz, And okay. I went to this, like, book event for um, – uh, it was actually a book on, like, the 12 Steps, like, uh, like Alcoholics Anonymous, but it was, like, about the archetypes and, like, Carl Jung and all this shit that I'm really into. Like, they made it spiritual, and, um, and I found out that this place – it was a free event, and this place um, – does astrology workshops and like tarot events and like all this shit. And it's 10 minutes from my apartment. But anyway, there was a whole conversation in the Q and a about, um, psychedelics and about mushrooms in particular and like the healing effects and how now I'm really tangenting, but I, I, well, okay. My, my point is that since I've gotten into psychedelics as Jupiter has been transiting my ninth house, um, I feel like I've understood being present in a whole new way. Like like really what it means to be present and how that mm-hmm. like really is. Anyway, now I feel like I'm preaching. But I love no, psychedelics I, and I want to cover Chelsea Handler when we get to Pisces.
0: Yeah. And like her ayahuasca. Yes. Trip. I love her so much. I loved that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, she is so... I love her. Yeah, I, she's like, oh, she's a Pisces that I'm like very proud is a Pisces. I think she has Aquarius
1: um, rising.
0: And Virgo, she's just whatever it is. It she's works. yeah, she's so Pisces. It works. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because I do think she can come across. She's almost like that hard exterior, but like, oh, but she's so I gooey. Watch, yeah, yes, she's a big old sweetie. And she cares about humanity. Oh yeah, she does. And I love that she brought that more to like her her specials yeah um or like like her net, like yes yes um when she was off like regular cable oh, but um fan. i know and that was my favorite late night show too sorry right completely. yeah um but she was always like my favorite mm-hmm. she was like one of
1: the only women of late yeah night. um still right we haven't Honestly, fucking women on late night there was that one i did paid audience for someone who i thought was kind of cringy but- oh samantha b was that her name? Um, was she late night? I don't think that was her. She's... I don't think she was late night. Yeah. But Anyways. no, there's been very few women. Yeah. And
0: that was like who I watched growing up was Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Um, uh.
0: Any whosie But um, God damn it. What was I just about to say? Oh, yeah, I do. I think it's like... um. You know, I, I'm not. I'm not trying to say that you need. You always need a substance. No, you don't. You but present. if, and I know that's not what you're saying either. Heather. Yeah, I didn't mean it to. Sorry, I didn't mean it to sound like that. But I find it crazy that, like, the I, I think it says more about where we are at it, as a society that that is such a helpful tool to yes. Like a natural nature, mm-hmm. you know, comes from the earth, old fashioned fucking remedy, and how we're studying the effects of that, and like PTSD patients use it now, and how so much more people are like using it for bigger healings. Yeah. Um, is really, really interesting. No, it says uh, a
1: lot. You're right. It says a lot about how overstimulated we've become, that right. like it's, it requires. A substance, which yeah, is natural sometimes to just like understand what it means to be truly present. I I don't know. I think it's and, like, magical. I, I,
0: right, and I totally know. I like. I we're not here to condone. Do what you. Yeah, know. under On the right circumstances,
1: time. do what you. I'm not yeah. pushing. If, but if
0: psychedelics aren't your thing, oh my god, don't don't worry about it. But I will just say from my personal experience, and I know that Heather would probably also have. Some anecdotes from her own personal experience, but as someone who did not touch psychedelics until um, I had really done a lot of research into them, Mm because I think I was very afraid of them. Because I had friends in high school who like, you know, ate mushrooms at a party, and it's like, yeah, that's not—that's probably not how you want to do it your first time. Like, just understanding the like why that time wasn't super great for them, or you know, and especially being that young. I was 25 and it was my literal birthday. Um, And I, that was like what I did. And I had um, a very good friend of mine uh, trip sit me, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And um, it was just like, we went to the park for the day. I was in a very safe environment and like, was always aware that I was like on mushrooms, but um, that trip was still, you know, again, of course, everyone, you know, if you're not, if that's not your, your thing by, by no means, but it's a beau It is just, uh, it's, it's interesting that, you know, mushrooms have been around. Oh, th- th- that's like, you know, they've been, they, yeah, they've been here. A, they've a just been around time. and it's a beautiful, some, I love that we are studying them more and their benefits and people are just getting smarter about how they take them. And it's not just something I think to like party with. I rarely do I I it's it was very nice that I feel like I did it in a very sacred experience Mm -hmm. um and how you do it is again your own business and again not doing it is also your own business you could also do it with
1: therapists I mean that's becoming like right like I just love
0: the overall study yeah right and we're in this you know age of Aquarius right that it's like this doesn't you know Oh yes, put aside what you've maybe like heard and how you grew up understanding yeah. psychedelics, like, but the research behind it and how many people are taking them for like positive means, um, is really, it's just interesting. It's very interesting. It's very kind of like special to see. Um, yeah,
1: there's this yeah. um this uh what's her title like she's like a, a i don't want to say life coach she's um a self-help like figure that's mm-hmm. uh popular now very recently um her name's Mel Robbins and i don't totally follow her but i listen to her on the the diary of a ceo podcast that i'm into and mm-hmm. uh she i'm pretty sure she she was like having a crisis with her husband and like her family and was yeah like in a mental health crisis and she did MDMA with her therapist and it like totally (laughs) changed her relationship with her husband and I I'm pretty sure it was like the um impetus to like I don't know change like changing her whole lifestyle and the way she treats her family and her relationships and makes sense to me but yeah again I'm not here to to push but I am right, passionate about this, this topic. <laughs> no, and
0: I, I love the studying that we're doing into it, too, because I just, you know, yes, like I feel like, you know, it's really it can be a really taboo thing sometimes to maybe talk about psychedelics in that in that way, especially in a healing manner, because we're from a specifically um, in this country. Uh, we are from such a place that's just like feeling weird. Take this pill. Take this like, man-made, yeah. chemically-induced substance that we've created in a lab. And I, I do think there's a lot to be said for how little we maybe do know about so much of what the planet already gives already, us. Already,
1: yeah, that's natural of the Earth, totally. Bob Marley. people can't
0: make a ton of money off of. Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. and so I do think it's really interesting that people sometimes uh, don't bat an eye to like... A psychiatrist maybe giving them yeah you know, this pill medication, but because that in our and again I'm not it's I'm not trying to shit on yeah I yeah think it's like we forget what has become so normalized yes we things in our society have become so normalized that we are so like um, program unwired from, it, yeah. yeah we're like deprogrammed from our own humanity and mm-hmm. I yeah like again I am also someone who like has also benefited in my lifetime of like prescription medications. So I'm not trying to shit on that either. Yeah. However, yeah. I do just love that we as a society are moving forward more with like trying to understand what the planet has already given us and a little more research on that. And the under, and I do, I, the more transparency behind, pharmacies and pharmaceuticals and how much fucking money is being it makes me fucking sick made. it makes the me transparency so of sick. that has been huge yeah, yeah. it's very the transparency Aquarius. of a lot of fucking things is huge and I do feel like that's so Aquarius and again as we talked about Heather this Aquarius time oh I'm gonna circle it back we'll circle it back yeah yeah but during this <laughs> Aquarius time Right. There's kind of feels like there's there's maybe this like fork in the road uh, upon us or like we're approaching this. What is to be this fork? I am so maybe too optimistic. Maybe I believe too much in humanity, but from so much of what I'm already seeing from a lot of our generation and even not our generation, just like humanity across the board. It does just feel like more and more people are aching for that. And I do think like aching for more humanity comes with Joining forces as humans, rem- not thinking of the individual first, but what the individual can do for the bigger whole. And I, I just am seeing. I think I really believe in us. I really believe in in the in the human species. And with that being said,
1: as I, astrology right. being <laughs> such evidence that that is the way to go. Like, right? Yeah, to, we are that we should trust that. Yeah, we should trust the each larger other. whole. Yeah,
0: yeah. Not this feeling of like fuck the larger it's it's about me and mine Mm -hmm. like respectfully I I get that I do like understand that process but I I think right now this is a pivotal 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 time to come the fuck together and already it feels like we are and so many there's an energy of like want there to do so Mm -hmm. and again it's just really interesting this like this sort of us entering this Aquarius communal beautiful energy at the same time, you know, as we just advance in society and day by day, th- the highest peak of technology as we've ever known it and seen it so far on our planet, there's gotta be like, what a beautiful dance. Which is also very
1: Aquarius. Like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've talked about that enough on the pot. I mean, I've talked about like how AI, but like the, they say like Aquarius also rules technology and technological Mm -hmm. advancement, and things like going to space, and and shit like that, and have I talked about how, sorry, I'm really, I'm I'm so excited for self-driving cars, I have probably mentioned this before. (laughs) Aren't they already here? Yes, but I watched this one video in particular that, like, this company is trying to make these self-driving cars that are, like, it could potentially be, like, everyone's main form of transportation. Like, we don't have to own cars anymore. It doesn't have to be a status symbol anymore because we're all basically, like, you have, like, an app where you, like, order the car and then you carpool with people, like, kind of, like, taking the subway. Like, it would be, like, public transportation, but for
0: cities that, like, yeah, they don't have public transportation.
1: Yeah, yeah. You, like, order the car um, and you don't have to drive it and there could be fewer, like parking spaces and I i don't know it's it's cool
0: that's wild that's wild
1: there is I just do
0: like again I feel like the the language and again I'm really interested to know sort of where this language started and where it came from because every movie we've made iRobot when I think about self-driving cars I really think about iRobot besides everything else about the movie but like I remember there's like a scene where she's like, what are you doing? You can't drive manually at this, at these speeds. And it's Will Smith. And so he's like, the fuck I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck these robots. <laughs> um, but I just like, it feels like the warning of that has always been wrong and no. And if robots come, they're going to harm us or they're going to take, our jobs and the language has never been like, thank God the fucking robots are here to take our fucking jobs (laughs) so we can fucking relax. Like this idea that if robots and technology at its peak, the joke to me is always that society would still be operating the exact same way instead of allowing this like to work for us. It's like we have the means to just change, to just change what that means now. Like let them fucking take the robotic mundane jobs that people already feel like robots at. Like let the work week loosen up Mm -hmm. because we've got robots now. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I do. It's funny that I feel like the dialogue has always been to fear this stage. And I'm kind of also like, whose whose dialogue was that? Like, was it really the scientist? Was it really the astrologers and the people who are actually looking out for humanity? Or was it maybe, language made by our own government or like the bad guys, maybe not always looking out for humanity. I know that's
1: really what I'm worried about is just that I don't trust authority and
0: so much messaging. Yeah. We're realizing we can't. Yeah. The, the, the transparency that is being applied because of technology and where we are at and peak technology in our society again, like every single day is just the day that we are the most peak in this. Right. And the transparency that's come from this and the knowledge that's come from this still um, it's exponential. Yeah. And yeah, I just find, yeah, again, there's always this fear, right? Of like, we can't let them be too smart. We can't let the masses be smarter than the ones in control. I'm really starting to like wonder now, like where did this language come from? That technology was something to fear and not something to be excited about because it means we get to be more human. I just think it's a beautiful, interesting thing. Yeah. And I no, think it's I'm taken optimistic. me a while to understand. Yeah. That the two can exist in a positive way. Yeah. That because the messaging I think has always been like, no, they can't. And I'm like, but we can also just make it so we can't.
1: Yeah. It should benefit <laughs> us. Is. I mean. right? We created it. It should it should help us. Yeah.
0: Let's let it work for us. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah oh no they're gonna cancel us heather no don't <laughs> don't they know that we've got the big ideas nasa will be calling soon oh god <laughs> they're gonna have a lot of beef get us while you can folks <laughs> nasa NASA's gonna snatch us up and have us work on the ranks <laughs> uh and i don't think i did this earlier at all i don't think we did this earlier at all heather but uh again <laughs> folks we're about to move into the chart here but uh i've been miranda Lensky <laughs> and this is heather cunningham you, you just wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an Aquarius time. It really is. I'm very excited to be here, Heather. Shall we get on with it? Let's. <laughs> Let's shall we get back to astrology? Yes. <laughs> oh, Heather, I must say I do love this next birth chart we have.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wish I knew the music more, but I I can help. She has my same three signs. I love. Your literal same three? Not in that order. Um but yeah, me, Danielle Ferry, and Megan. Oh, I'm revealing Megan the Stallion, uh, <laughs> Aquarius, Leo, and Taurus. But she's um, an Aquarius Sun, Leo Moon, Taurus Rising, and I have Taurus Moon, Leo Rising, so that's flipped. But, um, but yeah.
0: Oh my gosh, that's wild! Yeah, yeah I oof love Megan. Thee she's Stallion. triple
1: fixed. She's gonna graduate from college even after making it big as a rapper she's gonna continue finish that shit i think she 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 i think she did right that's like
0: what she, i mean oh oh you're like i hear you i hear you I'm calling, yeah I'm calling, yeah calling. yeah
1: I'm like, uh, like oh, no, she did she got tweeted because <laughs> aquarius taurus and leo like yeah triple fix follow through yeah yeah
0: and like it's uh okay so yes making the stallion <laughs> yeah. aquarius of our dreams aquarius sun of our dreams but also one of my I remember watching like um she has like a YouTube video that I'm pretty sure like she put out all on her own and it's just like a freestyle i want to say um I think and, i read that yeah and like it she's just like in um a neighborhood in Houston where she's from and like filmed it on her uh, like had a friend film her and just like looks hot and is crushing it um But she put out like she's been doing this like she, you know, was her first fan and is very I remember watching interviews of her and she talked about that like I was my first fan first and her mom, I guess, also
1: was a rapper, was a rapper.
0: Yeah. And Megan even talks about how she had to kind of have there was like a tipping point of where she decided like a lot of her material and a lot of her songs were going to be the more vulgar route. And right. I also, but I also like for what it's worth. And when we talk about rap, that is a very male dominated career um, and genre. And um, I do think there's some, there like, there is like respectfully, if we're here, if we're hearing a country song <laughs> talking about wet ass pussy, for example, Like, yeah, that's not going to maybe be the vibe, but like in terms of, um, like rap music and how, what am I trying to say? I guess just vulgar. It already, the nature of it is right. It's not like even in like the country music genre, for example, even where there are a lot of males, um, and now like more females and, or, you know, everything's becoming a little better day by day. Right. Right. Like. It's still like you're never going to hear a country song, for example, that's like going to be talking about the country male singer is going to be talking about his penis. Um, it's just not the vibe. It's not the nature. It's just not the culture of like, country music as we know it in yeah. society. There is something so powerful and hot and I think very like misunderstood in, in a lot of our perspective and point of views of like a female rapper. um, being vulgar in the same manner. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, I do t- not know if I'm I, articulating myself I'm, right.
1: I feel like, yeah, let her be vulgar. I feel like Aquarius Leo, um, also low key vulgar. I, 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 I know so many Aquarians that are, they seem like shy and demure and whatever, but like, <laughs> like I, yeah, a lot of my favorite drag queens, uh, I like to do shocking shit. I mean, Yeah. Right, like Aquarius is rebellious, and Leo, Leo too, is like not afraid right. to. To. It's fun, right? It's and all just I playful, do,
0: right? And listen, I say all this as a fucking fan, but I do. It was like kind of precious to watch Megan talk about this because she was like, yeah, I think my mom would be disappointed that that is like what my material became. But Megan, all that to say, like Megan was coming from a place of like, but that is sort of like my truth and my honesty and what I have like fun with and what makes me feel the most powerful, which you like, again, is it's an attitude and it's a vibe and you know, there's like authenticity meaning behind what she's yes and meaning behind what she's fucking saying and totally like, totally when and it, she's in the booth she needs that fired upness you yeah. know like that's the whole nature is what I'm trying to articulate I don't know if that made sense with the yeah. country comparison <laughs> but you know like that's yeah I just like she is so respected in her career path um yeah, I just, and it, but it's also so sweet for her to be kind of like, yeah, I don't know if my mom would love that. And her mom passed away, um, right before Megan blew up, like right before she got super, super famous. Um, it's that, like poetic thing, you know, that like sadly poetic thing. Um, but she's been through some shit, but yes. And she has this like, eh, demeanor, you know, like this very like surf, like, like blah 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 like sort of like attitude but then like she has been through like there are some shadows there and that's also apparent and comes up in a lot of like her deep cuts. Um, and I yeah, I just like can't imagine what, all the fame and success she's experiencing after like just losing her mom not that long well, ago. Well, And she
1: lost her dad when she was 14 or 15. I was like I had chills. Uh, reading her biography earlier today because it's like she didn't meet her dad until she was eight years old, which is like the first Saturn square. Then he passed away at the Saturn opposition when she was 14. And then her mom passed away, I think at the Saturn return that she's still experiencing now. Or, or maybe I could be wrong about that last one. But like, yeah, so much. And not to say that like not to make it grim or say it's like faded or anything like that, but it's interesting. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, and then to bust out a
0: hit like "Wop," Yeah. (laughs) With with an also one of the other most like successful uh, female rappers in the game currently. Mm -hmm. Um, But then to like, you know, a lot of her deep cuts, she like talks about, I think she does like have a line of like, Basically, I'm I'm gonna I'm not gonna attempt to do the line, but like basically the whole messaging is like, y'all really don't understand the dark shit I've been through. Like this is nothing. Like the the bullshit I receive from like the fame and like the hate yeah. I get from this is like nothing compared to my demons. Essentially, yeah. And I'm just like, damn. Like, you know. And I love that. That is, I think, in her very Aquarius way. Like Megan really owns like um just like the hot girl like diva persona but then like like the balance and the grit of also like what it takes to be a fucking successful rapper today yeah and, yeah like, or just in general and i have so much respect for her she is such a talent mm-hmm. and it really shines mm-hmm. it, like all of her signs are present there also before i circle back more to her chart or before we dive more into the actual um substances of the chart Heather um I have to also point out speaking of WAP and Cardi B Megan recently as of like this past weekend um like just released a diss track um this has been like the talk of the town she released the diss track uh called hiss and there's a line in there that fans were able to sniff out and um figure that or like figure basically the rumor is that it's about Nicki Minaj and then basically that rumor was confirmed because Nicki Minaj released a diss track like right after Megan did um fans are taking sides and I do have to say as a fan of both Nicki and Megan I personally have to side with Megan on this one it was a just uh Superior rap was a superior (laughs) diss track if you will and no one really knows for sure where the feud got started but I was doing my little research and the again rumors 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 the rumor is because Megan and uh, Nikki did hot girl summer in the year of 2019 then But right before that, in 2017, Nicki and Cardi B had their beef. They had like a tizzy. Uh, Nicki and Cardi B were both on a song. There was some drama with that behind the scenes. And then at like an event, a shoe got thrown. Um, People reported. And even Nicki Minaj like commented on that and was like, I'm just so like embarrassed that that like happened and that we were there to represent blah, blah, blah. And um that's how like we looked and so that was like beef that happened in 2017 then 2019 Nikki and Megan uh do hot girl summer but then in 2020 Megan and Cardi do WAP which was a mega it was like the song of the year it was huge the video was huge um the viral split dance on TikTok was huge um yeah like it was just like a mega mega hit so now the rumor is that that's sort of when the feud where Nikki started having issues possibly with Megan Um, but then nothing's really been I I guess maybe you know troubles just maybe been a brewing and uh, yeah here Megan releases a song that's kind of jabbing at Nikki fans uh, it's not like blatantly obvious but you Mm -hmm. do a little digging and people are like oh <laughs> here's they where that connects um yeah and then unfortunately the the overall consensus by the people is that Nikki's follow-up diss track not nearly as good <laughs> I don't know how else to I haven't fully listened to either That's not true. I did listen to Hiss by Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't fully listen to Nikki's. Um,
1: Nikki doesn't have that Taurus rising taste, you know, that attention equality. No, I'm I'm reaching. But
0: I love
1: the the word Hiss as a title. I think that. Right. Works really well. Um, Yeah. Um, Wow.
0: Just anyway, so that was that's I like like been th- recent, recent, and I do feel like I love like Aquarians in general. Like you said, I loved what you said about like how you'll know some of the most docile, like shy seeming Aquarians, but then we'll like make the raunchiest like sex jokes, yes, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that is like what I think I love about the Aquarian sign. And as I, as you know, Heather, I grew up with a best friend who's still one of my best friends till this day. Um, And she's an Aquarius and that's always like, I think uh, uh, on the outside people are like, how the hell do Katie and Miranda get along? Like, they're so different. Miranda can't shut the fuck up and she's like loud and blah, blah, blah. But then like Katie's this like quiet little shy one and I'm like, that's because y'all don't see this bitch behind closed doors Mm -hmm. like I do when like when an Aquarius is comfortable Mm -hmm. and it's like clear to me that Megan is like comfortable in her in her booth, if that makes sense. Like, she's yeah. comfortable being honest and bringing that authenticity to her music and her art and expressing herself that way. It's like that. It's like her music is her behind the closed doors, even though, you know, it's a weird thing because it's like it, that's what's being shared with the world. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know That's she's very she's so Aquarius to me.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And she Go seems on. like just a, a peaceful, warm person like from interviews i've watched i i do like even if she's like feuding i i don't know i she gives off this like humanitarian quality
0: right there's a down-to-earth
1: yeah down to earth yeah 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 while also owning star power and like yeah yeah like i'll be I'll be diva raunchy Leo way. moon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. I love it. I love it. Yes.
0: Cause like we love our divas. Don't get me wrong. But like Madonna is, is someone for an example, like a diva that I'm like, you know, that's like, that's like a, like a, like a bitchy diva.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. Jake and I were watching an interview. I don't want a tangent, but Jake and I were watching an interview with, um, with Madonna and Courtney love last night. And Madonna was such a bitch. Like, it's kind of her thing, Ugh. right? Like that's what I it mean. It was such like, a it's turn It's a part off. of her.
0: Yeah, I think it's a part I'm of like, her like, you're diva Leo. persona. Ugh. Whatever. Yeah. Whereas, like Megan, to me, is like a funny, yeah, cool, hot diva. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. Not, not diva in the bitchy. I think diva no. can have a bad, a negative connotation.
1: Yeah, she's no, like she cutie, just seems playful diva. and fun, and right. like she's having fun. Yeah.
0: Right, but has like, but again, is her fan first, oh, and this was I was last thing I'll say, Heather, sorry, and then we'll I know we need to get to the chart um a little more in depth, but I was uh when she was you know her only fan and just putting herself online and out there before any recognition or signing or anything like that, and just making her own music and making her own music videos, she had there's like a video she was doing with a couple of her girlfriends, and she was like all about it and like it was all choreographed and planned and she was like, you know, there on time and went to pick them up to like actually film it and get it done. And, you know, like was treating it really like a job, even though none of them were getting paid. And one or she's like and one of my girlfriends that ended up not in the video because she was asleep. She took it like she wasn't taking it seriously, and like took a nap. So it just ended up being me and this friend ah. Um and like. I think, you know, that work ethic and that, like, uh-huh. being her fan first, that star power and really, like, she respects herself and takes herself seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of all she needs. That's huge. Yeah, it
1: yeah. is. It is. I want some of that. That Leo yeah. Moon. That's awesome.
0: A little Megan, please. Yeah.
1: Um. And with that, Heather, sorry.
0: I know we need to take a look deeper into this chart.
1: Yeah, it's... um. There's definitely, so she's, yeah, Aquarius Sun, Leo Moon, Taurus Rising. Aquarius Sun is in the 10th house of career. Um, also, they they say, so in her moon's in the 4th house. Is it or is it in the 5th? Wait, actually. Oh, it's in the 5th. Never mind, but it's right near... The IC, either way, it's opposite the sun. So um, the father and mother, I think, have a major impact on her. And I know that she, like, worships her mom and obviously, like, got this um, sort of talent inheritance from the fact that her mom was a rapper. Um, But, yeah, then there's um, a lot of Ninth House stuff. With Venus, Neptune, and Uranus, um, which is also next to her midheaven, the career point. And the ninth house, they say, is the house of higher education. And if you have, like, a heavy ninth house, like, you're going to go to college. So, like, I love that that was, like, important to her to, like, get her degree. Um, And that that was the time in her life when she, like, really took herself seriously as a rapper. And Mm -hmm. um, because she, like, could have done it in high school, but I guess she... I don't know, something about the the college period of her life like inspired her to really pursue it. Um, and yeah, Mercury, the planet of communication right next to the midheaven, which is like the career point is super powerful when it comes to being a rapper. Um, there's also a lot of Aquarian rappers. Like I'd say the majority of rappers are air signs, which is like, There's something playful about air energy, but also Mm. communicative and like you have to express in some form. So it makes perfect sense to me. Um, But yeah, the Aquarius sun opposite the Leo moon, that's like creativity to the nth degree. um, Authenticity, playful, bold. And Mars is there too, which adds another punch. It makes sense that she wants to do vulgar stuff. It's in the chart. Yeah. 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 She's hot. Yeah. Can you blame? I mean, come Can on. You blame
0: her for having a lot of sex and then <laughs> rapping about those experiences? I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I do she's um she's talked about this too that she cuz she's from Houston like Beyonce oh, and right. she I think uh this was something that like Megan said about herself that she w- always kind of wanted to be like the um, like, because she also, you know, while she raps and is a very talented rapper, if you've ever watched Megan the Stallion perform, like, she's an incredible dancer, and it's always like a choreographed, like, masterpiece. It's very, and like, and there's always background dancers. Um, and it's just very, it feels very Beyonce inspired in like her fits. Uh, like the costuming mm-hmm. and and like the and then also the the choreography. Um, yeah,
1: I was watching a little bit of female the video. Forward today. Positivity. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, it was so like artistic. I was like, whoa. There were like naked bodies on top of each other, but then it zoomed out and it was like they were like forming a formation of like a brain, and then they were like in her brain, and it was trippy. I was like, this is yeah. She and she Very talks Aquarius about this too. Yes,
0: what I also she talks about. I I know there's a a moment where she raps about being an Aquarius for sure. If not at least once, if not more than once. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you know she's tapped in. Yeah, and she's into her own Aquariusness, um, which is hot and love fun it. And cool. Yeah. Um, right, and I love that she's like bringing that into her hits. Um. So to Nikki, so to Nikki. Nikki raps about being a Sagittarius. Yeah, um, I just love anyone who's mentioning astrology and their art. Oh my god, <laughs> obsessed. You know, like I just I love anyone bringing in awareness. Yeah, sure. um, but she's um, she's she talks about how like being weird, like and and like owning it, and like her interests being like. Um, I love that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, like, like a part of her kind of like her she's very personality yeah 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 and I love I love that and it's like you know that she has like this she is she's so playful and has just like this playful quirky like goofy side Mm -hmm. um yeah
1: and yeah yeah Paris Hilton's also an Aquarius Sun Leo Moon and there's this like I'm weird, but I'm hot. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I carry okay. myself and yeah, and I can be vulgar sometimes, but then I'll cover my room with Hello Kitty. Like it's <laughs> Right. Like, and I'll carry
0: myself as like mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I do. I love my girls, girl.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Totally. And like I I I do. I love that. I think a lot of people can also like relate. This isn't a fucking 80s movie. We're allowed to be multitudes of things and I think Aquarius oh. really revels in that because yes again, uh, Aquarius is so in tune with like community mm-hmm. it's like that's the whole thing is that in order to be one you have to be understanding empathetic and open to what makes everyone an individual mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as
0: well yeah and that was always something growing up with a best friend who was an Aquarius sorry Heather this is I know we know I love to this
1: no 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 but
0: like I loved growing up I'm so grateful that I grew up with a Aquarius bestie because that is something that I loved about Katie. Shouts out to Katie, her birthday's coming up, um, and I know she's listening, <laughs> or she'll be in trouble. Ah. Um, but like growing up with her, just uh, sh- she didn't have a type in terms of like friendship. Katie mm-hmm. was someone who was always very like well-rounded and it was just like an energy thing for her. Like if she got along with someone, that was it. Yeah. And in terms of like sort of our social status growing up and like, especially like, you know, in high school when the, when the, when the um, societal norms come into play a little more, um, like for all intents and purposes, I was like a little weirdo drama kid, like nerdy sort of uh, just, yeah, like straight edge, you know, and Katie was a little haughty hottie-bottie little little baddie um but it was not a baddie but I I meant more of like a like a little baddie right Um, yeah
1: no I get what you mean
0: she's a good kid she got out alive she got out (laughs) um but yeah like and we still remain best friends like that was never like an issue Um, yeah
1: yeah yeah I get what you're saying and
0: she taught me a lot about just like yeah and embracing multiple energies and and really I feel like Aquarius really allows someone else to be themselves like Katie has never once tried to like really restrain me or like you know even though we're so different that's like the beauty and I feel like she's always understood that that's the beauty in a way of like appreciating it not like trying to suppress it to make
1: it more like you right yeah no Um, Aquarius worships Someone just being unique in themselves. Authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: And it's like, if you allow me the space, I think Aquarius is such an energy of like, especially if you allow that Aquarius to, to experience.
1: Right. Right. Weird. And yeah.
0: Uh I love, love this time. I really do.
1: I so do. And it's Jake's birthday. Shout out to lovely Aquarius, Jake Hammond. I uh, fucking love Aquarius. What lo- can I say? We
0: love, love shouts out to yes Katie Greenlee we got a birthday coming up also my cousin joy mm. um joy young now she's married um yeah it's a it's a beautiful time heather <laughs> you're on the way as well don't you worry
1: <sighs> i am for better or worse yeah.
0: i'm surrounded by aquarians
1: aquarius and that. pisces love each other
0: yeah i think but Pis- pisces is also has that energy of like the the empathy and understanding of needing someone to like of just like the flow right that's totally
1: and the broad scope thing but also I think um fuck I just lost my train of thought um uh, uh, uh oh both signs like don't they both hate um superficial or or uh uh small talk Mm. I think both, like, Aquarius, even though it's air, I think really feels uncomfortable with, like, small talk and keeping things, like, pleasantries. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Pisces is like that, too.
0: Getting to a relaxed place and having the one-on-one shooting of the shit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. sweet spot, baby. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Uh, I love it. I love this time of year.
1: <sighs> I do, too. And, like, what a year it is. February is exciting Um, i feel like february even early february is like when we're really going to feel the pluto and aquarius because like obviously pluto moved into aquarius a few weeks ago so we've been feeling a collective shift perhaps but it's going to be even more prominent as like so, you know, the the sun moved into Aquarius and the sun had to meet Pluto, um, like pass over Pluto as it entered Aquarius. And right. the personal planets, Mercury, Venus, and Mars, never travel too far from the sun. So now in February, we're getting each of these personal planets that are gonna like hit Pluto, enter Aquarius, hit Pluto at the first degree, enter Aquarius, hit Pluto. So it's, uh, the astrologers are saying that uh, yeah, as each of these personal planets interacts with Pluto before entering Aquarius, um it might reveal something about the collective shift that we're all undergoing um and yeah, with Pluto and Aquarius, I think that we could experience some uh unearthing of secrets uh with authority that bring us back to humanity and anyway i don't want to get too broad scope and aquarian about it but uh but it's an exciting it. time. It's an exciting time. <laughs> yeah. So on February 5th, which is Friday, Mercury enters Aquarius, which is a very stimulating placement for the brain. Mercury loves to be in Aquarius. Um, Megan these Stallion's Mercury is in Aquarius. So, you know, it's, it's great for communication, great for expressing uh, creativity and... Or letting a bitch know when she's pissed you off. Yeah, (laughs) hell yeah. Um, And then February 7th, Venus trines Uranus, which is very nice. Um, Yeah, innovative ways to handle money, to handle love. And then um, on February 8th, the sun in Aquarius squares Uranus and Taurus. And there's like a shift because um, Uranus is about change. And yeah, then we have the new moon in Aquarius on February 9th, which we'll discuss more next episode because that's next Friday. Um, but that's the one that marks the Lunar New Year, right? The, uh, the Aquarius yes, new moon. Yes, yes. So so that's next week. Um, mm. So yeah, I feel like we're starting February off with a bang. There's there's heightened energies and March and April are supposed to be very intense also. And I think it's exciting, though. It's it's we're really like feeling, I think, the age of Aquarius as we move into this this month and, and we're this like, year.
0: There's like a ready energy, a welcoming energy. Yeah, I think for we're ready transition. for change. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I think so. I'm
0: feeling it. There's a staleness in the air and I I just do feel like there's an awakening energy and I know yeah. that we sound like broken records when we say I that, know. but it really is like, again, we're power of nowing it, right? Like we're, yes. really, we're really in it now, baby. Yes. We're really present in this Aquarius time, especially now with the sun in it, but so it, of course it would feel extra, extra energetically charged, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but we what still a have time. a lot of these personal plans in Capricorn, so... After this week when more of them enter Aquarius it's gonna feel even more we'll really feel that Aquarian fueled yeah oh, God
0: bless love this time love you Heather
1: love you so much.
0: Love you listeners. Mm-hmm. We love you. Team Megan. Team Megan. <laughs> Infinite abundance. Infinite abundance. The year of the dragon and replenishing bitch. Love and light. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> <bye>. <laughs>